Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, the Deep Dive Podcast presents Hollywood Hype, a new recurring series that looks at the gimmicks, tie-ins, and publicity stunts that lured unsuspecting patrons into movie theaters. I'm Tom Feeney, two-time Southwest Regional Emmy Award winner and writer for Wings Chop Movie Magazine. Spring is here, and that means summer isn't far behind, bringing with it sweltering heat and humidity. This episode, we'll take a cold, refreshing dive into a gimmick that kind of sort of wasn't really a gimmick, and yet it served the same purpose, to get people into theaters. This time on Hollywood Hype, how air changed the movies. I'm not referring to the recent movie Air with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I don't mean Con Air, Air Bud, Air Force One, Airplane, or even The Last Airbender. No, I'm talking about the greatest air of all, air conditioning. If you think about it, the invention of refrigerated air changed a lot of things during the 20th century. If not for good old air conditioning, the southwestern United States would be just an arid wasteland. Cities like Las Vegas, Phoenix, Arizona, much less the entire state of Texas, wouldn't have seen the explosion in population that they have enjoyed over the last century. After the first businesses became air-conditioned, productivity jumped as employees would actually volunteer to come in early and stay late. After World War II, when air conditioners became widely available for the average homeowner, society changed again. Cultural anthropologists say that air conditioning, and of course, television, kept people indoors and reduced socialization among neighbors. So how did it all begin? Well, in 1902, a 25-year-old engineer named Willis Carrier developed the first modern air conditioning system. Yes, the same carrier whose business still makes air conditioners today. Carrier's first system was built to cool a Brooklyn, New York publishing house. The system included chilled coils, fans, and ducts to control air temperature and maintain constant humidity. He received a patent for the design in 1904 and went on to start the Carrier Engineering Corporation in 1915. For nearly 40 years, the father of air conditioning, Dr. Willis H. Carrier, with his associates, has been making weather to suit every conceivable requirement. Think what this means in crowded offices, stores, and factories in addition to the heat of summer. Of course, when in action, people will produce a great deal more heat. Under exertion such as dancing or bowling, people usually produce approximately four times as much heat. The temperature in a theater varies according to the kind of action taking place. An exciting program will actually cause a higher temperature in the theater wholly because of the additional body heat went off into the air by the audience. As movie theaters began to proliferate in the 1910s, one problem that cropped up 
was that during the summer months, theaters would essentially become ovens. Patrons would faint, and the sound of dozens of paper fans being fluttered around would drown out the organist playing during the silent movies. Ticket prices would plummet during those months, as people would flock to the beach, or a pool, or some other much cooler location. In fact, many theaters of the day would just close their doors altogether during the summer months. In 1917, the first full air conditioning system with mechanical refrigeration was installed in the Balaban and Katz Central Park Theater in Chicago. Soon after, that theater became a refuge for people trying to find relief from the brutal Chicago summers. The theater's advertisements touted the place as something of a cure-all, not just for the heat, but for other health concerns. Chicago's public health commissioner said the air quality inside the building was, quote, purer than Pike's Peak. And those with lung ailments, as well as pregnant women, should spend more time at the movies. Theaters with air conditioning sold more tickets, especially in the summer, and in many instances, the cool air drew in more people than the actual movies that were playing. Yes, you lucky people, just sit back for a moment, relax, and notice the delightfully clean, cool, and refreshing atmosphere of this scientifically air-conditioned theater. Great, isn't it? Remember, you can enjoy great motion picture entertainment all summer long in cool comfort at this theater. Air conditioning systems also played a role in the development of talkies that would be shown in those theaters. In Hollywood, new studios that were built specifically for making talking pictures could keep their doors and windows closed, dampening outside noise while keeping the actors and crew cool and comfortable. The introduction of air cooling units in theaters also sparked what you might call kind of a cold war. Other companies began competing with Carrier by creating their own cooling systems to control both temperature and humidity. This competition created more technological advancements, which led to more theaters investing in air conditioning units. In 1925, Willis Carrier convinced Paramount Pictures that it would considerably increase ticket sales if the studio were to install his invention in their movie theaters. Short sidebar here. In the early decades of the film industry, the movie studios actually owned the theaters. They controlled every aspect of the movie business, from script to stars to screen. And the studios would run the movies they themselves produced in their own theaters. Now, there was just one problem with that. The whole thing was, and here's your vocabulary word for the day, an oligopoly. Now, according to the fine folks at Wikipedia, an oligopoly means that control over an industry lies in the hands of a few large entities who own a dominant share of the market. Now, in 1938, 
the U.S. Department of Justice filed an antitrust lawsuit against the movie studios that were engaging in the practice of owning the entire production to distribution chain. The movie studios lost, and they had to ultimately divest themselves from their ownership of movie theaters. Okay, back to 1925. Willis Carrier was allowed to install his air conditioning system at the new Rivoli Theater in Times Square on Memorial Day weekend. Thousands lined up outside to experience this refrigerated air. Among them was Paramount Pictures founder Adolf Zukor, who sat in the balcony and watched the audience. Now at first, the system struggled to get going. The crowd was getting hot under the collar. But then, the much-needed cooling began, and the patrons were thrilled. Mr. Zukor said later in the lobby, quote, yes, the people are gonna like it, end quote. And they certainly did. Five years later, Carrier installed his technology in 300 movie theaters around the country, turning the dog days of summer into the perfect way to beat the heat. Now, lest you think that the lure of sitting in cold comfort isn't as important as whatever movie is currently playing, check this out. Last August, much of the United States was in the grip of a terrible heat wave, with eight states hitting record temperatures for the month. Highs of near 100 degrees Fahrenheit were recorded in the New York City area. People were looking far and wide for some relief. So, Chinese air conditioner brand Medea teamed up with an ad agency to treat New Yorkers to a 90-minute film at Manhattan movie theaters. What was the film that they ran? Well, billed as, quote, the coolest film of the summer, it was an original production called, get this, 90 Minutes of Air Conditioning. That's right. A feature-length film showing nothing but a Medea-branded window air conditioner cooling an apartment for 90 minutes. That's it. Oh, well, patrons also got free popcorn and soda. And according to reports, people literally just chilled out in the audience, read books, checked their social media, and took naps. Because why not? This reminds me, have you ever been one of the first people to arrive in a theater before the movie? Have you ever found it to be ridiculously cold? Well, there's actually a reason for that. A decade ago, the entertainment trade paper Hollywood Reporter published an article about just that issue. Now, for all modern theaters, climate control is an incredibly important and complex part of a successful movie-going experience. The article's author spoke to a representative from AMC Theaters, one of the largest movie theater chains in the country. They said the standard temperature in all of their theaters 
is 74 degrees in the summer months and 70 degrees in the winter months. Now, it's not necessarily stuck there, unlike the thermostat at Nana's house. The management teams do have the authority to make adjustments based on guest feedback. But maintaining a constant temperature is not as easy as it sounds. When a theater is empty, it feels much cooler due to the lack of body heat generated from people in the audience. Hey, the Matrix was right. But having to evenly heat and cool, not just one theater, but an entire multiplex is incredibly complicated. How complicated? Well, to optimize the entire HVAC system, theater managers must input information into computers. That helps to anticipate each theater's temperature needs. Also, things like looking at advanced ticket sales can help the system to avoid over-conditioning. Oh wait, did you hear that? Movie theater operators have a strict decibel level threshold for AC units, which if you have a window unit in your home, you know how loud they can get. The sound needs to remain low enough so it won't get in the way of your nerve-shattering THX, Dolby Atmos, DTS, SDDS, shake your kidneys sound. Now, while the summer blockbuster season was not created by the advent of air conditioning, you can thank a certain great white shark for that, going to a nice, cool theater to see the latest event film and get out of the sweltering heat certainly wouldn't have been possible without that amazing invention. And with that in mind, stay frosty. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes available on almost all podcast providers and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And if you like what you hear, please write a review. We would love to know what you think. Or you can drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those and our awesome t-shirt store in the bio of our Instagram page. All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Hollywood Hype is part of the Deep Dive Podcast family and a production of Automaton Studios.